Welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, the ABC Network, with your host, Hurricane Age, new day, new show, new topic. Uh, a topic actually is not new because it's something we, we cover almost all the time, and we need a lot of this. We can never get enough of it. And uh, just different angles, different insights, and different gurus in this matter. And today is is no, uh, you know, it's still the same topic of, you know, mindset, life coaching, you know, uh, changing your lifestyle, doing things, being better, enhancing, I guess, your your life. And, and, and of course, that is always um, everybody, everybody watching and listening right now, you always need to have more of this topic as a reminder sometimes we we think we got it and we never have enough until we hear more angles and more insights but enough said about that so my guest today Stephen Avent uh he will give us um just a huge insights and information about transformation how to be better how to shift things around in life and and achieve more now he is a uh, a life coach and uh, he's a mindset coach but he has an interesting background and uh, he's been uh, in the world of training uh canines and so so there's a lot of discipline there. there's a lot of work to be done there so steven welcome to the show thank you very much i appreciate you having me and i look forward to our talk well well so steven like you know like like i just you know talked about you know the general term of mindset and live and coaching and stuff i mean that's that's a big you know world i mean there's there's plenty to talk there, but but also the canine world is pretty interesting, you know. And you've done this for a period of time, and so why don't you share with us a little bit about your background and how you kind of progress into becoming a life coach and mindset coach? Happily, so I spent over 15 years training elite level dogs, as you touched on, and this was everything from basic obedience through to advanced obedience, major behavioral modification, and protection training. Uh, through that time, I mean, it really forced me to develop a level of showing up that you can't slack on. I mean, the dogs are learning at all times. So somebody is winning. Somebody is getting the upper hand at every opportunity. And so developing that discipline really helped me when I carried it forward into my, my personal life and then into my coaching uh, and also seeing the consistencies between the dog development and the human development is something that allows you to see really a, a foundational level of where we're coming from when we're looking to develop ourselves. You know, it gets us beyond our forefront and where we're questioning and reasoning and forwardly anticipating things. And it gets the development happening on our base level where we really need to be focusing on. And so it helped me to see this and it helped me to understand how I can reach people in a different way because ultimately we need to just sort of step back from our future goals that we're looking to attain and really fall in love with the process and see that that's where all the reward actually comes from. Well, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big intro right there. But, so, but I, I do want to ask uh, something about just how... Why, why, first of all, why canine? I mean, as, as a choice up front and, you know, what was, what was it like? I mean, because, because you said it, I mean, there's, there's a lot of similarities, I guess, in, in improvement and, and enhancement, but like, I mean, you're talking about canines and animals and, uh, you know, they're, they, I guess, compared to the human mind, you know, I, I think some people will argue that we are a more advanced species. How is it, you know, how was it? with with the canine world in terms of difficulty level to to get them to do and 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 really 
follow the instructions and learn. As you said, they are always learning. You know, how was that experience? And then then we'll compare it to like the human factor and how that plays, because I think that's going to be an intriguing thing, because I can tell you this. I'm impressed with, you know, I, I love animals and how quickly they adapt to things and they are very, the ability to learn and adopt and adjust, but they still have that natural, you know, animalistic, you know, piece about them, right? They can't turn. Uh, is that even something that is available to humans? And we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. So I got into the dog training primarily because I went through dog ownership for long enough that I realized I didn't know what I was doing. And I saw that most people didn't know what they were doing either. They're basically aliens that we have living in our homes because although there's a lot of similarity in how we can learn and develop ourselves, there's also fundamental differences that come into training a dog. Uh, And so things that we tend to humanize them over are actually teaching them a completely different discipline than what we're intending to. And so the main thing is that once you really understand them, the training that I was was able to develop and teach people is almost mathematical in that if you do it from step one and you really pay attention to the details of it, because so much of it is in the details, if you follow through on that path, you end up with the same result every time in the end. Now, as far as getting to that, I mean, it's just like if you were to drive on a long distance trip, you know where you're heading, but there could be, you know, issues along the way. And so it's, pretty much the same thing with training a dog. You don't know that every dog is going to have the same triggers or the same fundamental problems that may arise. But if you can navigate them and learn the fundamentals of it, you can basically work yourself through that process to get the end result every time. Um, And as far as the challenging part of it, it's really that no matter what's happening, they are evaluating if you are leading or if they are. And if they think that they are, they're going to continuously test. Dogs, unlike humans, live in basically a black and white reality. They don't function well in the gray zone. So if there is question, they are in that gray zone, they're constantly looking for the black or white option. And so I used to refer this to like, if they're looking to figure out whether they can get away with something, It's like having a wooden fence and they are pushing each plank of that fence to see if there's a weakness. And if there's a weakness in one panel, they're going to assume there's weaknesses elsewhere and they're going to keep checking. But the day they've gone around the whole fence perimeter and they've realized that there's no weaknesses, they fall into place and they look for the reward elsewhere. Instead of getting away with things, they look to actually fulfill what it is that they're supposed to do and seek the reward from you instead of through their testing. Well, I must be fascinated. I mean, it just, uh, to be honest with you, I, you know, these, these, you know, uh, canines are, are super trained. Sometimes I see them. I mean, you look at like, for example, the, the law enforcement. I mean, these, these beautiful animals are <laughs> pretty powerful, but they're very well behaved, but they're very well dangerous, you know, and as they train to, to do certain things. Right. And I mean, it's also, we've seen them in, um, I guess, disasters. They come in very, very uh, uh, high uh, in terms of presence because they can help, you know, uh, discover people on the rubble and things like that. I mean, they just, they just you can train them to do a lot of things that that can very much help humanity as, as a whole and also protect. You know, I mean, they're great protectors. Uh, their instincts are different. You know, they can be very gentle and, uh, but beware, <laughs> you know, anyone, you know, it's like when you drive behind a, a canine unit, you know, it's like, 
be a canine unit. Stay back. <laughs> you never know when you're going to trigger someone, right? One of them. But but so so again, you know, thank you. This was just like an introduction because your background, obviously, training is 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 a big component of this. Understanding the behavior is a big component of this, and that leads us to the real discussion which is the humans. Now, humans are much advanced in terms of behavior. And you said there's a lot of white, black, and a lot of gray in between. And we can do quite a bit in that gray, as opposed to, as you said, it's not a black one line, you know, fine, you know, uh, just cut over in one thing or the other. Now, here with us, it's a lot more crazier and we can be all over. But at the end of the day, I think uh, we started. I started introducing the idea of mindset and shift and, and enhanced behavior and being, you know, better in life. And I think everybody wants to be there. And again, maybe someone can argue uh, with us today and say like, oh, who, who, who told you that I want to be better? <laughs> but I think by default, we always seek that better. No matter what it is, you know, we're always looking for something. And that's 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 the part. But how do we get there? As you said, that road is there, the goal is there, but we go different about it. And there's a lot of obstacles in this life. Now, you, you decided to become someone who will change people's lives and behavior because that's how i think the behavior is is key to change people's lives am i actually correct about that or, or not definitely i mean our habits are really going to make or break us and, and yes i definitely got into this to help people and the reason i got into this is because i struggled for a long time in my own life and then the path that i found i saw the benefits that came from it and through experiencing those couldn't help but want to share them with other people so that they could reap the same rewards that i had in my life well, go for it man share with us some of those those elements of life that that made the, you know the shift for you and and the impact because i'm sure there's an impact and and that, that impact is reflected in what the work you do today yeah so i think number one i recognized that i was basically a grown boy I hadn't developed into a man in the way that most of us need to. And a lot of this came down to constantly projecting all of my issues outwardly, not being accountable for the problems that were in my life, not stepping up and taking responsibility for those things and learning to grow past them, but instead really just fundamentally staying in that victim mindset. And so I think once we're able to work past that and we can recognize that we are actually more in control of our lives than we're typically giving ourselves credit for, it's where we get to get a lot of our power back. And so fundamentally, that's where the mindset comes in. We need to shift the mindset so that we recognize where our strengths are, where our weaknesses are, where we need to level up, and basically where we need to navigate life to get the best outcome for ourselves. And so even within the mindset, I think often people are looking at it as having to be always positive. And the reality is, is, you know, I don't have little elves singing in my head all day. Like there is positive and negative, but I'm using both for my advancement. So my positive is to encourage me through times where I'm struggling to tell me, you know, maybe I'm focused on being tired, but instead I should be focused on I'm killing it right now. I'm doing this, you know, I'm showing up and I'm doing my 100% at all times. That 100% is going to fluctuate, but I'm putting in my all into everything I do. And on the flip side, the negative talk in my head, I use to encourage myself when I want to stop, when I want to give up, it's to push me forward that extra step to get me to advance where I can. And then obviously, you know, from my perspective, 
fitness is a fundamental part to all human development. I think that we need to be in good physical shape in order to be healthy, happy humans. And you can see this. I mean, no matter what anyone's saying, I've never met a person that went from being extremely overweight to being fit and regretted that transition. You know, these things are unquestionable. We do best when we're moving, we're getting our energy lifted up, and we're physically feeling good about ourselves. And that ties into, of course, nutrition. You know, what we eat is what we are. And if you're constantly feeding yourself bad, toxic food, your system's not going to be doing well with that. Fundamentally, we don't have enzymes that can break down a lot of these things that we call food nowadays because they've been genetically engineered. They're not even being recognized in our systems. So getting people to strip away a lot of that bad food, eat healthily, and balance the meals that they're putting in their bodies all sort of comes together to develop the process that we can advance ourselves on our individual level, and then we can apply that advancement to everything else in our lives. That's quite a bit. <laughs> you covered quite a bit in there. So, so I'm going to break it down a little bit. So, so first thing, as you were related to your own, uh, you know, journey, right? And you said that you did not, I guess, mature in the same way, or at least, you know, at the time, you know, uh, becoming the man that you wanted and all that stuff, right? Now, that's not just you or, or me. I mean, I think we all have that problem. At a certain point of our lives, we're just growing in life, right? But we're not really where we need to be, and sometimes. We just behave because, you know, we have to behave somehow, but our behavior is is limited or hindered by, by our, uh, I guess, short side and also our environment, right? And if you are only having fun, and, and by the way, a lot of us in the younger age, that's what we do. We want fun. We want quick stuff. We want easy. We don't want to do much. And, and that can be, you know, something that can uh, sometimes have a, a, a bad outcome. In, in a later days, you know, or longer, you know, terms for a lot of us. So, so what you said there, I mean, that's, I think, pretty true for, for anybody that watching and listening, there's a good chance that we've been there. Uh, and it depends what, you know, what age group where, you know, is, is listening right now, you know, obviously if you pass this stage, you might not relate to it now, but certainly you can reflect back and say, Hey, well, I think I've been there, <laughs> you know, and it takes, you know, now that's the thing that transition takes different ways different levels because everybody goes in or clicks at a different time moment, right? You know, some earlier, some later. The good news is it's not too late. And 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 I love what you said. There's a change that you have to to adapt in in a lot of ways, whether your thinking process, your behavior, and like fitness is a big piece of that. And I love what, you know, then we're gonna dive in into that one. And definitely the nutrition comes along with it. So all these factors have to be together. But I think there's one element that we all have to be sensitive and aware about. And that is the awareness itself. Because because someone may tell you, like, I'm good. I have no problems. I'm mature. Yet, if you see all the behavior, they're probably going to be like, what the hell this person is doing, right? And that's the thing. Like, we are not always the best judge of our behavior. Uh, and only when we get to calamities and bad outcomes, whether it's addiction or get depression, anxiety, or get in trouble, when we like start reflecting. So what would you say to that? Because am I, am I hitting those on, on, on the point or I'm, I'm missing something there? No, I would agree with you. I think often people think about themselves in a better manner than they really are developed to, you know, if they were to be standing in front of that mirror in a figurative sense, fully naked, looking at themselves in full depth, 
they'd recognize that they have shame. They are not where they're supposed to be. They're not where they think they are. And they're often struggling with a lot of things that they've been burying for a long time. And as I say, when, when I say that I developed myself to be the man that I, I recognized that I wasn't, I didn't realize that I wasn't that man before. I used to think I was killing it. Mm -hmm. But it usually, as you mentioned, does take us to fail. It takes downside in order for us to recognize where we fell from and where we can actually aspire to. And so often with the men in our society, I think we're being raised by boys. And so our aspirations of what a man is, is typically really faulty to begin with. You know, society as a whole, including our media sources and a lot of the people that we are surrounded with are not in a place that we should be aspiring to reach. They are representing really a, a flawed perspective of what a man is to begin with. And then that's what we're looking to, you know, develop too. But when we can start to recognize where those flaws are, and especially in us, we can start to identify where it is that we can level up. And so often the things like addictions are what are filling those voids in us and keeping us content with where we are. So typically we need to strip those things away in order to see ourselves for who we are and see where we need to work on ourselves. Well, thank you, sir. And, and by the way, addiction can be a lot of things, <laughs> you know, you know, it could be anything, you know, I mean, not necessarily what we, the standard addiction, drugs and alcohol, but there's other types of addictions that someone can fall into and as a replacement or as a filler and you just attach to it, you know, so bad. And I love what you said about that. We, uh, first of all, thank you for sharing that. Yes. You, you saw yourself for who you were and you thought that, you know, you were there and everybody will probably have the same. I, I think I, I, I can fall into that category. Everybody can. If you just, again, you have to be honest with yourself, folks, you know, like we all have this defensive mode where like, you know, I'm better. I, you know, I can, who the, you know, how dare you tell me that I, but as you said, just look at yourself, question yourself, ask yourself, am I really as good as I think I am? Or there's something wrong. And frankly, I think we, there's no perfect, you know, humans. So uh, I think we all have some faulty stuff that we need to work on at all times. And even when you get to a point where you think that you got it, you still need to improve and you still have to enhance, you still have to tweak. It's like we're a vehicle that needs constant tuning and tune-ups, right? If you stop, that's when you actually either, you know, basically get rusty or, you know, time flies ahead of you and you can't, you can't catch up. Whether even as, as simple as technology and things, I mean, the world goes faster and you're behind, you're just not going to catch up quick. You know, it may be too late. So you want to keep that. And the body also, as you said, in the fitness world, same concept. You can actually think that you are healthy. At a certain age, you're not going to see that difference. But as you advance in age, I can guarantee you folks, uh, you know, as you transit, de transit decade to decade, your body is going to start giving you different signals, different behaviors, and it will not be the same. Yes, you have exceptional folks that are in the 80s and 70s that look tremendously healthy and stuff, but they put a lot of work and effort. But had they did not do that constantly, they wouldn't be what they are today. And and for us to see them in the, the, the shape and form and the liveness that they have. And so for all of us listening and watching, I think we have to be aware that, yes, if I'm in the 20s, I'm invincible. At least that's what I think, right? And it doesn't take much before you actually realize that your body had genetic stuff or whatever. You might not even have known about those things. Things will start, you know, manifesting. But the only way to, I guess, address all these things is to 
build a, a parallel foundation to help whatever it is. If you have something that's not working, you can always, you know, advance things by training, by doing more, by looking at the nutrition stuff there. You can change things as long as you're aware. But if you're not aware, guess what? Nothing's going to change. And then you'd be like, what the hell just happened? I love what you said, Stephen, about, you know, we get in a lot of the feed, <laughs> you know, through the society and whoever is raising us, and not just your parents, everybody's raising us these days. Mm -hmm. I mean, from your, your parents, obviously, are, are first, and some people are fortunate to have family. Some people don't have that, that the bond of uh, the father, mother figures in the first place. And then you have the school system, you have the media, you have the movies, you have all the entourage that, that is around us. You have friends, you know, that can be good or bad, depends on, you know, how you look at them, that can actually impact you one way or the other. And so all these things are affecting us day in, day out. And if if you're not aware and you buy in as in that concept, basically your behavior is going to be managed through these things. And it's that's that's really what marketing is the best thing. I mean, it can be, you know, drive behavior. And that behavior can be in your personal lifestyle. It can be in all kinds of things. And we have that, and you're right. So we are, uh, you know, sometimes not aware until we make that stand and start questioning until something bad happens. And, and you know, in, in the case, for example, addiction, your body is not good. You're not doing good. Your health is not good. Something kind of stops you like, hey, whoa, whoa, something is off here. Let me do, you know, some research and work. And that's actually a good point to, to start. Now, hopefully, if we can avoid all this thing, I think that would be great. But sometimes we can't, and that's okay if it ha if it is what it is. As long as any good time is, I mean, today is a good time. Any time is a good time, as long as you stop. And you know, you have people such as yourself, Stephen, that can help. You know, uh, through their own experiences and through the work they do to help us. You know, get better and better. There's talk shows. There's books. There's you know a lot of stuff that's available. But it takes the awareness. I always want to go to the awareness part because. If we're not aware, we're actually in, in the matrix. <laughs> you know, we are sleeping, right? We, we, we're seeing what we think it is, but it's not what it is. The reality is you need the red pill. And the red pill is, is a hard pill to swallow, as I would say, because once you have it, you can't go back. You can't turn it off. And it is a good place because in a way, now you're clear. And now it's just choices. What do I do? You got to move forward. So, by the way, I, I I don't know if you you relate to the analogy of the matrix, but I I, I love to I enjoy that because it's it's the closest thing to to where we actually live in the world in concepts. Right? We are living a behavior or lifestyle, and it could be just a perception of it, and then the reality is completely different. And when you wake up and you're awake, you know, and we hear this word awakening. A lot you know especially recently there's a lot of talks and, and and shows about awakening it is a big deal and most of us sometimes we don't want to be awakened i mean if you saw the, the if you watch the first matrix movie you know i forgot the guy that that wanted to go back into the matrix he, he didn't want to be awake <laughs> he was like it didn't feel right because the word was so harsh you know but the reality is harsh folks you know so you got to be prepared that it's going to come with you know things and be you know behavioral change a lot of work, sweat, you know, maybe blood, you know, uh, changes in your lifestyle, changes in your entourage. You can give up people, you can give up things, behaviors, foods that you love to enjoy. I mean, if you're into snacks, maybe not anymore, right? So all these things, you know, waking up early may be a change for you. Going to the gym, you know, on a rigorous, you know, day-to-day, -day, you know, uh, you know, format, that could be a problem. So it's a lot of stuff. So, Stephen, what, what is your take on that? Well, ignorance is bliss is that comment for a reason. And I think a lot of people do find it easier to just stay in that place. Problem is you're always paying for it. 
You're either paying for it on the front end by doing the work, making the change, going through the hard stuff, or you're going to pay for it later. Paying for it later, in my opinion, is a lot harsher. You know, and once you actually get into the process of doing that hard work, building yourself up, going to the gym, waking up early, doing whatever it is that you're doing to really develop your life to where you want it to be, it may be hard. You may be paying those dues up front, but the rewards come really quickly. You know, every time you go to the gym, you leave the gym in a better place, mentally, physically, and emotionally. So it's not like you have to wait for an extremely long amount of time to start seeing these benefits. They come quick. You just have to be aware of them and you have to take them for what they are. You know, you have to take every win as an opportunity to pat yourself on the back and use it as fuel to push you forward. Because too often we're looking for these monumental wins and we're discounting the small ones. But we really need to focus on every one of those having an equivalent amount of value that helps us to attain the next level. And so I think that people, you know, the matrix really is a prime example of life. Because depending, there's layers to it. I mean, depending on how deep you want to get into that, right into the, you know, a book that I'm reading right now by Joe Dispenza, which is unbelievable. But the average person, I think it, it would be a little too much for them. But ultimately, he's explaining that every single cell in our body is a packet of light that contains information. And this is everything that we're experiencing. So literally in that sense, if you go that deep into it, we are living in a matrix. And within that matrix, everything is basically balanced with positive and negative. And we see that in every cell on a scientific level. So you can't even argue. it. And so when you're doing actions that are inherently bad, you are drawing more negative towards you. And when you start shifting that dynamic and working towards the positivity, positivity in life, you start to draw more of that into you too. And so this is in every facet of life which is why it all has to start in the mind because we have so much power in our mental focus that if you're constantly focused on the negatives, that's what you're going to see everywhere. And so we need to switch that over to the positive mindset and start really developing it constantly. And often people don't even recognize how much negative thought they have going through their brain in a day. You know, telling yourself how hard things is, or how hard things are, how you can't do something, how you don't want to do something. I'm at the point where I don't even allow myself the opportunity to question if I want to go to the gym. And recently I had seen a few posts of people talking about how hard it was to get to the gym that day. And a, a couple of weeks ago, I gave myself the opportunity to reflect internally and go, do I want to go today? And funny enough, I didn't want to any of the days that I gave myself that chance to think about it, but I just pushed past it and I did it. And I recognized through this that there is no benefit to see if you want to do the things that you know you have to do. You just have to do them. So keep it moving in a forward direction because momentum is huge. You know, if you start putting on the brakes and saying, well, do I want to do this? Often you're not going to want to. But if you look at it as something that you have to do for yourself, for the betterment of yourself, and in turn, for the betterment of all the people around you, because what we need to be doing is exposing everybody else to all the good stuff that this does bring you, because that allows that awareness to develop in all these people, then you just start seeing it 
as a purpose-based thing rather than constantly seeking whether it's a pleasure that you are really wanting to partake in. <laughs> Steve, I'm listening to you. And he's just like, my my bulbs are just going all over the place here. It's well lit up here. But I can tell you, you know, it's music to my ears because what you're saying is really, you know, the fact that we need to be aware of, again, awareness. And it's it's that shift. It's that, you know, you got to turn that switch on. Like, I want, I can, I am. As opposed to, like, every reason why things are not going to work. Or like, you know, because I love what you said. If you say that I, am I, do I really want to go to the gym? There's a good chance you're going to be like, well, I really don't want to. Maybe tomorrow is another day. And then that's when you get into that mode of like, okay. And then tomorrow becomes a week and a week becomes a month and a month becomes forever. And now like, oh my God, nothing is working. I pain it, you know, and everything goes bad. And then who do you have to blame now? <laughs> the world. You're going to find every single excuse why. The work, the job, my family, the kids, blah, blah, blah. We can still do it. But again, it starts with, again, that's the, that's a power of the mind and really the shift in the mindset, meaning looking at it from half full, uh, half full as opposed to half empty, you know, looking at things, you know, uh, uh, into the concept, you know, you want to do things. I wake up, I'm full of energy. Nothing's going to stop me. I'm invincible today. I'm going to do the most that I can. And, and that's the other thing you only have today because people live sometimes, you know, like in the past. And you can't do nothing about the past. The past is gone. That's actually, you know, if you think about it, you'd be depressed, right? You know, as they say, that's depression. <laughs> and sometimes we are constantly also like looking at like what tomorrow is going to look like. You know, it hasn't happened. We don't guarantee tomorrow, but today is that. So if I can maximize my day by like, you know, everything that I can do today, I'm going to pack it into this day. And we can, and you can do more than you can think. We're capable of so much. But, you know, and by the way, I love what you said. The gym is a great example because you start your day with a workout, everything else kind of gets better. Your energy level is higher. Your enthusiasm is better. Uh, you know, you're just a happier camper. I'm sorry, but that's how it is. You're triggered. You know, yeah, you might get tired towards the the, the latter part of the day, but that's okay because you get a good night's sleep and that resets again. So you, it's it's a good concept to start, you know, high energy push. Then you're going to meet with people during the day and you're going to be more productive doing things. I can tell you the days I work out, I am more productive than days I don't. It's it's a fact. I agree with you 200%, a million percent. And I think everybody that's watching and listening right now, you know that if you do some form of exercise, that you feel different. You, you know, you're, you're just basically, you know, uh, almost like starting your body to 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 move better, to to operate better, to optimize I mean, think about a car that is not started <laughs> or, you know, in the cold. It's going to take a minute for it to engage. But a car that's constantly running, it's going to be up to speed, quick, boom, gone. And it makes a difference, right? So, so again, that switch. Now, but, but, but Stephen, here's the thing. You know, you and I, we're talking this language because I think we speak it. I mean, we behave it. We are part of it. But what do you say to someone who has not waken up yet or who has not into this mood yet like you know that's the difficult part like you we can tell someone that's already in this like ah you know you guys talk in my language i do this you know i got this but now of course they can ask the question have i always gotten this <laughs> or when did it start there was a point where you had to, to shift i'll give you an example in my case there was a point where i gained so much weight and it was like that's it like i couldn't do it anymore right but then i said no i'm gonna make a stand i'm gonna go back to where i used to be a year before and do better from there. And I did, but it took, again, awareness, action, and then behavior that is continuous and consistent. Now, people sometimes have that difficulty triggering. The, the point is like, you know, sometimes people are stuck and they just feel there's no way out. 
how do you engage with people to help them transfer and transit to this this new you know uh, i guess personality i think this is where it's so important for people to be sharing their stories so that other people that aren't there yet can attach to something along the way that resonates with them on their path. So right where you touched on that, you hit a point where you were so overweight that you couldn't deal with it anymore. And you gave that life up to create the new one. People need to understand that they are not stuck in the life that they're in. The day that they want more, it's waiting for them. And if they see enough people doing that, that law of exposure is going to attract them to do that for themselves. Because at our core, everybody wants more out of their life. Now, too often, we get built into these mindsets where we feel like we aren't worth it. We have these limiting beliefs. And so we need other people that have made that leap, that have successfully made those achievements to be sharing their stories to show people that you can do this too. We need to forcefully be telling them, you are worth it, you can do this, let's get started. And it's sort of like sprinkling seeds. You know, if you do this on a regular basis and you're constantly just sharing with people how beautiful life is, how your life has improved, how much better everyone's life can be when they really wake up and just start doing these things. Eventually, those seeds are going to start sprouting. And then they need a path that they can follow. Things like activity, you know, and we talked about the gym and going to work out in the morning. But it doesn't have to be that complex. It could be going for a walk. You know, it could just be getting out in nature. It's just about making those small shifts in your life to get you in the direction that we need you to be going in order for you to eventually build that momentum into something that's going to actually drastically improve your life. But all of those little steps are going to make improvements that are just as valuable. And the day that you decide you want to be that new person, you're already that new person. You've made that shift. You just now have to adhere to it to get the end results. But as you're working through that path, you're going to fall in love with all of those little things throughout the day. And as you mentioned, we only have today. So all you have to ever worry about is today. And too often people are like, well, I can't do this for the rest of my life. You don't have to. You have to do it today. You have to wake up. You have to find the gratitude inside you that you woke up today. You already won. You are lucky that you have another day on this planet to experience this. So have that gratitude, build the appreciation, and go do something with it. And start small. Don't set your standards too high. Don't compare yourself to other people that are way down the path because that can all be discouraging. Instead, just figure out what it is that you're going to do today and keep your word to yourself. That, I think, is a fundamental part of everything. We're constantly breaking our word to ourselves, and this lowers our internal value. When you hold your word to yourself, no matter what it's about, you start building yourself up from the inside. And when you do that, you start to have more energy, more appreciation, and more forward momentum. Well, Stephen, thank you. But but there are some people that unfortunately they wake up as the same same concept. You wake up, but like you're only seeing the bad stuff for the oh my god, it's another day. 
oh, my life sucks. I have to go and do all this bad stuff. So, so that's, I think this is where the biggest challenge is for some, some of us is that when we wake up in the morning, we have so much baggage that we carry in that, that is already like, you know, causing these, these reactions. So every morning we're not thankful of waking up. Like you said, I'm thankful having the day on the contrary, you wake up and I'm like, ah, oh, it's a, it's a Monday. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, especially like I mean, we see this on on between Sunday and Monday. Like everybody's like, "Oh, I can't believe tomorrow's Monday." My week starts, you know, and you have the sigh and all that feeling. So you're already like, you know, you're telling yourself that this is going to be a bad day. It's going to be a bad week. You and I love what you said. Don't think about like the whole because it looks like a huge burden when you're thinking about yeah. the life. But you take it one day. But the the concept that you wake up with that negative already aura. Is just gonna you know beat you up. I mean, I I have this this new thing that I always refer to now is we need to have TGIM TGIMs versus TGIFs, and so, but but is it difficult? It's again, this is what you're talking about, Stephen. Is that you have to wake up and say, listen, I there are many people that have not woken up yet now yet today, and many people that woke up you know in an ICU or woke up in an emergency room or you know they just woke up with some level of bad things happening to them. And I'm good, you know. I would like to maintain this good. So let me just be thankful, and I think that goes to the the the, the gratitude and being grateful for everything you have, and look at what you have versus what you don't have, and take that advantage of it. I mean, sometimes that's the thing. We live into this world like I want everything else that everybody else, but you already have. I mean, I always say we are trillionaires, we're zillionaires just by default. I mean, your health is everything. You can't even buy health. I mean, you, there's no no price in health. There's no price for your eyesight, for your hearing, for your tasting. Listen, I had COVID, you know, a couple of years back and I lost my 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 taste and smell for about, it was five days to a week that I couldn't even figure out what the food was. It was basically just bitter, sweet, and salty. That's it. There was no flavor. There's no savoring, nothing. And that kind of like woke me up like, wow, we take these things for granted. And I mean, by the way, this, this is, I'm just giving a simple example. There's so many of those examples. And, you know, I mean, we live in a world, there's war right now. There's a lot of people that wake up with no homes. There are people that wake up with no family members. And it's it's crazy stuff that is happening. We have tragedies. We have sometimes earthquakes. I mean, that devastate, you know, towns and towns and, 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 and communities. And these people have nothing. And you're waking up. You still have your health. You still have your, your breathing well. Nothing is aching. Uh, you know, you got to look at the bright side. What I have, I have everything that I need. And sometimes you wake up, you have a family. Thank God for that family, right? Some people don't have family. You have parents. Some people don't have parents. You have kids. Some people don't have kids. You know, there's so many things you can be thankful for. But the first thing you can be thankful is just the fact that you're up and running and, and you're still functioning well and your health is up. There's no price to it, right? Now, if you start looking at it that way, you already you know, made the mindset shift, as you said, to the positive. And the other way is just not going to happen. I mean, here's the thing, folks. Does it work when you wake up in the morning and just feel like, oh, the world is against me. I can't do anything. Oh, my God. You know, you can change. For example, people say, well, I'm stuck in this job. I can't do anything because my bills are piling up. I need to pay my... Well, reduce your bills. Make another, you know, uh, again, sacrifice. As you said, it's kind of hurt in the beginning. I love what you said. It's a small sacrifice for a small period of time. And the fruits are going to be better in the long term. Uh, I mean, but that's actually what business is about, right? If you ask any entrepreneur, any business person, they work triple hard than most of the average, you know, employee. 
to build their empires. And once they get, you know, kicked, you know, and started, the rest is history. There's there's cruise control. They just don't have to worry about one year, two years, three years, even five years. But then they live the rest of their life very luxurious, happy. And it's not about luxury, it's just about happy and fulfilling more than anything else. Because they can do the things. You know, money doesn't buy you happiness, but it gives you the tools and the time to do a lot of good things in your life that you want. You want to travel around, can't do it if you don't have the money and the time, right? So, so and 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 the health also, because now you can go to the gym, do more, like for those people that may have an excuse about going to the gym. Well, now you create the time. You can have your own gym, but so these are the things that that are you know uh, diff- differently stuff. So thank you, Stephen, for for sharing some of that, and and so now I know I'm gonna go back to your experience you know, with 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 the canines versus the humans. The difference you talked earlier that that a canine you know has to get a reward. You know, it looks for the reward at the end of whatever task that you're training to do. Now humans are different. We're not going to throw in a little. Here's here's a cookie. Here's here's a treat. You know. You know. How do we get people to really see the true reward in life, in order for them to change the mindset? So uh, to to go back to a bit of what you're saying to start with, I think number one, people need to understand that not only is it in business that you have to put the hard work up front, and then the reward comes later. That's life. So often the challenges in life are what are going to give you the opportunity to level up down the road. And typically, the bigger the challenge in life, the higher the ceiling is going to be to your leveling up. So if you can understand that and embrace it, every time you're in a struggle, you can know that this is not just a negative, but it's actually something that's going to give you the opportunity for advancement in your life. And if you can make that mind shift, then it can start to give you more appreciation for the struggles in life, opposed to it being like this constant beatdown that you're receiving from life. It's actually an opportunity that's coming hidden in this struggle. And then from there, if we can make that conscious decision to wake up every morning with that gratitude and maybe even write down a few things that we do have going for us to visually see them, every day and then drop in and do some push-ups to start every morning so that you might not have time to go to the gym but you can get your blood flowing your oxygen pumping and you can raise your energy all around and so to tie that back in to the human reward that we need we can start to feel the benefits that come from that we can start to visualize them in small little steps where we see more and more gratitude in every day. Because the difference being where, yeah, we might give the dog a pat on the head or a cookie. With humans, we actually do still need that same reward. And we see it because with children, we're literally giving ice cream cones for good report cards, you know? But what we wanna be doing is developing a mental shift in them so that the reward comes from something other than an inherently toxic thing that we're giving them because they like it in the moment. And so if we can make that shift and start to get the rewards internally. So when we do those push-ups, we feel our energy shift. We like you need the awareness as you said for the internal awareness to develop. We need to be actually able to feel what is happening in our bodies and to understand it. So often, I don't even think the average person understands the emotions going through their body. And then we're filling ourselves with so much junk, whether it's drugs, 
food, you know, entertainment, shopping, that were completely overwhelmed with external um, convoluting of our emotions. So we're just blocking them. We're piling on this stuff to hide from what's happening inside, which is where we really do need to tap in to what's happening inside of us so that we can evaluate when we are getting reward. And then, of course, on the flip side of that, because so often people are not going to be able to do that for themselves, this is where things like seeking external help assist you in this process. Because often with my clients, they bring me problems. And when I rephrase that problem back to them, it gives them a new perspective on something that they can go on in their day feeling good about themselves, opposed to what they presented to me was a major issue. So frequently, working with people and this can be you know a friend a family member if they're in a position where they can help in that way or hiring a coach or a therapist it it doesn't really necessarily matter who it is so much as that they're in a position where they're able to give you that reward or at least help you see the reward in what it is that you're dealing with in your life so that you can start to make those shifts and identify them for yourself because the rewards are everywhere the the good is everywhere but we need to shift our perspective so often to be able to actually absorb it. Thank you, Stephen. It's, it's amazing, like, you know, the stuff that you say. Um, you know, first of all, like you said, the reward is is beyond the cookies and beyond the little things that, you know, typically we do, like you said, with the kids, that's behavior. Hey, good job. Here's a candy. Here's a thing. But you're right. In in the life, the reward is your health. It's your success. Is your, you know, happier times. You're enjoying, you know, to the fullest. You have a life of vitality, things like that. And there's more to it. That goes to what you said earlier, goals, right? You got to set the goals for the day. You know, and you work towards those goals, and every day is a new set of goals that you get. And the first one is really to your point, like you just like I want to get up and I want to do certain things. But I love what you said, like you know, with the push-ups. Actually, I do that <laughs> literally. I drop from the bed and I, 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 I just pump the, I push the ground a little bit, <laughs> you know, and it works. You know, you just get a quick pump. You know, it gives you a little awakeness. You know, you just like you know a little bit more awake than you you would have been groggier to actually just get around the room. And you know it does help. And then, of course, this is not the gym, but but you get that little thing, and you make and you make it as a behavior, like a lure you drop from the bed. Don't break yourselves, <laughs> but drop from the bed correctly, and you can do that. And and it gets just like that's like like that's a starter for me. But but it's affirmation also, like you know things that you say in the morning that can make you know things you know different for you. You also, I love the idea that the idea is that if you can't figure it out yourself, you're not alone. We, there's resources everywhere. And, and again, we have Stephen with us today. And there, whatever you are, there's going to be a coach or uh, or someone to guide you. A friend sometimes can be there. If not, you know, a spouse or significant other can make a difference. Your children can be there. I mean, you can seek whatever help you can. You know, somebody's like, oh, I don't have the money to afford this. It doesn't have to be that way anyways. You can listen to a podcast and change your life, right? I mean, there's so many things. You can read a book that can change your life. Mm-hmm. Make that. There's many ways, but sometimes we do need this interaction one-on-one with someone that's going to listen to you. I love what you said. They come to you with a problem. You rephrase it. <laughs> this is not what, what it is. You're saying to yourself X, Y, Z, but it's really Y, X, Z. You know, and oh, when you put it that way, it makes a difference. And, and we hear this all the time. Like you talk to someone, they're like, they just, change the the phrase and and position and differently you look at it like i didn't think about it that way that's because you were only stuck in one way of looking at things as opposed to opening up to that there's another way i mean 
this is going to that six and nine version, right? You look at it as a six, I see it as a nine. It's the same number. depends on what angle you look at, <laughs> you know? Uh, I mean, it's two different numbers, but the way you look at it determines how, you know, what number would that be? Same concept, positive, negative. So you are touching on all these things that, you know, they're so much, they're so obvious that they're not obvious to many of us. And, and it's just amazing how that is. I mean, people like but watching and listening, they must say, like, well, how are you know stuff? You guys are telling us stuff that we've we've known. But that is the good news. If you do, that means you're awake and that's a great thing. And if you don't, you're listening to them and maybe you get a trigger. One way or the other, it's a win-win. Again, look at it as a positive way. And so so now now you are a live coach and a mindset shift coach. How do you, you know, uh work with someone? If I came to you, you know, from scratch, I, I'm just like totally completely lost. I how how does this relationship work, you know, and, and what would you start with for someone that is really kind of in desperate need for help? I mean, number one, it's always talking, you know, it's figuring out what it is that you need in your life. But there is a foundation that needs to be established for any of us. And depending on what level you're at, um, it's, you know, catered to that individual to get the maximum result. But it falls into that same thing of working on the mindset development getting you in, you know, your fitness dialed in and getting your nutrition dialed in. Because if those things are out of place, we can't really develop you to your maximum potential. The fourth thing is always removal. We need to figure out what it is in your life that needs to go. So often people are looking to jam new things into their life like it's going to make it better. But really, it's the things we need to strip away that often make the biggest difference. You know, if you're drinking excessively we are never going to get you to the place that you should be regardless of how much you're in the gym how well you're eating and how much you keep telling yourself amazing things we need to pull away those things that are inherently toxic to you in order to get you to be able to flourish the way that we want and then you touched on something there where so many people may already know something we don't have an issue in our society with lack of knowledge the information is everywhere. The problem is the implementation of the knowledge. It's actually doing with it what we need to do to get the result that we desire. And I've recognized this through my dog training, through coaching, and, and through life as a whole. More people are going through the actions, saying the things that they're supposed to be saying. They're basically parroting what it is they're supposed to be saying, but they're not putting in the intention. They're not stringing those things together in the way that they need to be done in order for the result to actually come. But this way, if somebody says to them, well, you got to do this, they can say, well, I'm already doing that. But you're not doing it in the way that it needs to be done to get the result. And you can see this throughout life. Everyone's out there driving a car. They all say, well, I know how to drive. But we all know that not everybody is driving in the same way, the way that we should be driving, you know, and so you can put that across everything and understand that if you're not getting the result that you desire, that you see other people attaining, doing the actions that you're saying you're doing, there's a very good chance that you need to realign those actions and you need to figure out what it is inside of that bubble that you're behaving in that needs to change. It is difficult, as they say, right? <laughs> you know, and, and 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 that's the key. I mean, you know, you got to have the will to change. And, uh, you know, you know, if you changed, 
things are going to be different. The question is how different. And I love what you said. It, you know, sometimes it doesn't have to be adding things to just removing things. It could be just a, a, a partner that is not really good, uh, a friend that is not good, a job that is driving you nuts, you know, and you can you do better? Yes. Can you, I mean, listen, it doesn't matter what economy we're in. You know, you if you're stressed and depressed, you're not going to perform. You're not going to do anything. You're just going to get worse. Now, you're removing yourself from an environment that is toxic, that is not going to help you, is just a good way to actually get restarted and find yourself somewhere else. And a good example, and I, I keep referring to it because it's fairly, you know, recent, which is the pandemic. Many people lost their jobs, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, we're not talking about the, the, the damage and, you know, tragedy in terms of health and stuff, but I'm talking about just the economic piece of it. But a lot of them actually found themselves in a better place in a way because they got the time to think and and reset themselves. Many flourished beyond that because now they work for themselves. They started companies. They became entrepreneurs. They changed careers. They got the opportunity to go to school back. They did a lot of things. So again, we can look at all the bad things that happened in the pandemic, but we can also look at all the positive things that happened in the pandemic. And it's a recent event that is, that is global, which we've seen tremendous changes. Many people I know I've talked to have started their businesses during the pandemic and they're doing great right now. You know, they, they, they reset themselves and actually basically being free from the stress from this and so on. I'm not saying you can't work or you can't have, you always have to manage the places that you have. If it's not fulfilling, what's the point? If you, you're not a servant, you're not a slave to anything that is in this world, you can actually detach yourself from anything or reset yourself to your point. Every day is a new day. I can restart my day. Is it going to be easy, folks? That's the thing. Like, I think our main mistake is that we want it easy. We want it to be given, but nothing in life is given. Your birth is not just given. <laughs> you know, nothing is given. You know, it takes time for everything to mature to be places. And so nothing is going to be overnight. I mean, we hear overnight success. There is no overnight success. Ask anybody successful. They, it didn't happen like they woke up and they just became successful. It doesn't work. They put in the work. They had an idea. They worked towards it. They had challenges. They had to find financing. They had to put in the work. They got to hire people. It, it takes a lot of time to do it, you know? And that's exactly what happened. We don't always have a simple way. And as long as you know that, things will be easier. What do you think, Stephen? I couldn't agree more. Stop looking for the easy path. Life is not supposed to be easy. You got to embrace the difficulties and know that the good stuff comes from that. You know, ultimately, it's, it's consistently stack your wins, keep your word to yourself, find the love for the process. And that's where all the good stuff comes from. Um, when you're always looking for the path of least resistance, which is built into us as animals, you know, we're looking to conserve energy. Uh, it doesn't lead to the higher version of self. You know, it's that comes through the struggle. All of everybody that you speak to that's hyper successful always has a story. And that story often starts in a very low place. And it's because it gives you that appreciation for life. If everything was too easy, you wouldn't have that appreciation. You wouldn't have the drive to do the hard things that have to be done along the path and everything would just fall apart anyway. You know, you could give somebody who is in externally bad shape the perfect physique tomorrow. They'll just ruin it again because they haven't developed the discipline and the respect and appreciation to keep that and maintain it. So it really is about going through the hard times 
to develop yourself to be that person that you want to be. Yes, you know, it's funny you said that because if you think about it, you know, uh, we appreciate the daylight because we go through the night. When it gets dark, you know, you you are at bottoms up and you want to go up to to you wait, you look forward to that daylight. And when it's a gloomy day, you look forward to that sunshine, right? And it's exactly life. But you're right. If you're not, you don't know what to do with it. You know, we have a beautiful day and I'm in a, in a room, you know, that is dark with curtains. I'm not taking advantage of that day, you know, light, right? So it's it's figurative stuff here, but but at the end of the day, it's really what we're out about. It gets to a point where you, it sucks and you just got to make the transition and you just say, you know what, I'm going to do stuff and you got to build. You use keyword discipline. This is not something that is, you know, that is one shot deal and it's over. This is continuous work. You know, there is nothing that you can be looking great overnight and then it's going to continue like even age right you're going to age eventually if you don't maintain building muscle doing this doing that you're going to age <laughs> you know life is going to take its own course but you can almost not reverse it but somehow stop it or somehow slow the aging process you know make it you know look good as you grow through it and things like that you know again i always make this 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 analogy there's only two choices in life we either die early or live long the question is if we live long, we want to live healthier and happier and, you know, with vitality. You don't want to live long, you know, and healthy and in pain and, you know, and all the stuff. And that's a choice we make. Now, of course, if time's up, time's up, There's you're not going to worry about that. <laughs> but if you're here, you want to continuously do things. And so that means you got to continue until the end. And that is not easy. I think that's sometimes, as you said, that's the hardest part. People are thinking about like, oh, this is long term. This is I can't do it all. But you just give the key formula today only, one day at a time, one problem at a time, one issue at a time, one time, one cent, one second, one minute. That's it. Break it down to the low, lowest level. You know, I mean, you think about um, termites, right? They can chew up the whole house one bite at a time. <laughs> yeah, they'll destroy it one piece at a time. They're not looking at the full house. They're looking at just whatever they are right there. And then they keep working. And then the next, and then the next, and then, the, and that's exactly how you got to look at it. You got to get chipping a little bit at a time. We we have to say like the the things that I'm saying and things that Stephen is is training people on is things that are available that exist in, and we are aware of these concepts. As you said, the question is not that they're aware of them. The question is how do you implement them? Do you apply them? You know, we say actions speak louder than words. Well, enough talk. Don't do the talk. Do the walk. And I think that's the that that's the piece. And 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 the best way, if you're not sure, there are people who are experts. Stephen is one of them. Uh, so no, Stephen, your program um is is for one-on-ones, I'm assuming, right? And how long does a program take? I mean, I'm assuming that also would vary based on on candidates or or clients. Yeah, so it depends. I mean, the smallest package starts at one month, but realistically. Uh, the way that I explain this is that if you do a one month course with anybody with anything, you'll get good knowledge, but the chances are good you're going to go back to your old behavior. And if we look at this as a forest, we've like created a walking path through the forest. When no one's walking on it, it's going to grow back in really quickly. By three months to six months, you've created more of a, a gravel path through that forest. It'll maintain a little bit better. Um, but given enough time, you can still resort back to your old ways. 
Typically, I recommend anywhere between six months to a year because by a year, you've basically developed a highway through that forest. And for it to resort back to your old ways, you almost have to intentionally neglect it and break it down. So the longer that you work with somebody, especially when you're fresh and you're just getting started, the way that I explain this is that you're looking to almost download my voice into your head so that when you're doing something, I'm there with you, encouraging you to do or not do what it is you should be doing. And from there, it'll eventually convert to your own voice. And once that's happened, you now have restructured the mental talk in your brain and you've made the adjustments that are needed for you to continue that into your life indefinitely. So a six month to 12 month program is always recommended for the ideal you know, result. Thank you, Stephen. And now, now the, this is um, to, to get in touch with you. What's the easiest way? Instagram is where I post my stuff. So this is that whole law of exposure. I am sharing my wins and my story to help other people to be able to, you know, basically understand that they can do this themselves. So that's the easiest way to reach out to me. It's me that's always responding. Uh, and that's my brother's keeper coaching on Instagram. And for people that aren't on social media, I do have a website as well, which is www.mybrotherskeepercoaching.com. All right. We'll have the link to it, you know, so people can connect with you direct. Um, any, any last, I mean, we're coming to the end of the hour, any words of wisdom that you want to just leave our audiences with? I mean, I think the biggest thing is really just understanding that life is basically one big test of gratitude. And when you can start to appreciate every moment for what it is, the good and the bad, you really start to enjoy everything in life. And you can advance through everything, knowing that it's going to get better when it's tough. And the good times will keep coming back and they'll carry you through to that next one. Uh, you, you know, that's powerful stuff, folks. I mean, you're watching right now, listening. You can take just that to the bank and operate with it. And life will start beginning, you know, changing for you. Well, Stephen, it, it, it's been real. I had so much fun and uh, learned myself and as well as, you know, just I, I, you fed me off. Like I'm listening to you and it just kind of reinforces all the stuff that I have in my mind. And I, I enjoy that stuff because it, it keeps me pumped. You just gave me a whole energy for the day. Now. <laughs> you know, no. you just, you elevated my energy for the day. And, and believe me, it does make a difference when you hear positive talk and when you hear something like this, it just kind of resonates. It just gets the fire building up. And I, if you're watching and listening right now, I know you're feeling that fire. And so you know what to do. And if you're not, guess what? Reach out to Stephen and and see if, if you can get help. Now, Stephen, uh, one more last question about, you know, your services. I'm assuming you do international. It doesn't have to have any borders or anything. Anyone yeah. that can seek your help, you'll find. The beauty of online. I am available to everybody. So, yeah, international is fine. Perfect, perfect. There you have it. I mean, we're international. So, listen, you're not sure, you know, get the advice. Uh, that being said, uh, you know, Stephen, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. I appreciate you. And thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. A pleasure is mine. And uh, you go, folks. This is the end of the show. Hope you've enjoyed it. You know, take it to the bank, you know, reach out to Steve if you need to. But, you know, make the commitment to make a difference in life for you or, or someone else. By the way, that's the other thing. If you're not sure if it's if you think you got it, you know, someone that may not have, you know, what you have. 
give them the gift. I mean, it is the holidays after all. Maybe we can give them the gift of, of, of a coach, you know, concept that can help them improve their lives. Again, we're not about just ourselves. We are about everybody else around us. Do the best for whoever you can. If you can help someone, that's always a great gratitude in itself and, and a great service to humanity. And we can all do it one person at a time. So uh, that being said, I'm Hurricane H. We'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new topic. Bye for now. <laughs>